I guess I'm not into the whole like, I'm gonna go to college and I'm gonna go to Harvard specifically. Welcome back to Fade to Black, hosted by OMG Studios Philly, founded by the Sunny B Rose. Today we're talking about Rick Famuyiwa's 2015 film, Dope. Goes a little something like this. Allow me to introduce myself. My name is Malcolm Adekandi. I'm a straight A student with nearly perfect SAT scores. You probably got like one of them photogenic brains. <laughs> you mean photographic memory? What'd I just say? I mean, yeah, you, you said it. Yeah, reiterating. I play in a punk band with my friends, and I'm a 90s hip hop geek. Ah! Welcome, everybody, to the Fade to Black podcast. It's your boy, David Dunnington. I'm here with Sonny B. Rose, of course, founder of OMG Studios Philly. Today, we're with the homie today, y'all. Just so you understand that this is the homie right now. I haven't given people this introduction, even though they are also homies, but I just need to just emphasize to you uh, peasants that this is the homie right here. Um, this is Kenny Wooten. Kenny Wooten, uh, tell us a little about yourself. What do you What do you be doing out here? Hi, everybody. We all went to school together, so we are all legit homies. I am a filmmaker, graduated from UArts, been out here hustling, freelancing, started a company, uh, working on projects. So the company is called Standby Studio. It's a video production company, mainly do documentaries, um, occasional music videos, occasional uh, corporate stuff. Yeah, it's been a struggle. So I'm glad you guys reached out because this, you know, moments like these, I feel like break up the monotony of stress, you know? Well, <laughs> I'm giggly right now. And you might think this boy is excited to talk about this movie. He likes this movie. That's not true. Before I say anything, um, as a filmmaker, looking at this film, I see hard work. There's a lot of style and there's a lot of like heart in it and there's a lot of love in it. And on all fronts, the acting, behind the camera, it, it, it looks like for the most part it was, it, it was hard, but it was fun to make. And it was kind of just like this guy's kind of dream like film that he just did whatever he wanted with. And I'm down for anybody doing that, especially black people. Just make whatever you want. Fail upward. You know, not saying this is a failure or anything, but just, you know, make some shit. That being said, <laughs> this movie is kind of a mess in a good way, in a bad way. Um, and I like I feel like I'm always frustrated with this movie because like it's almost awesome. Well, it's like something that should be awesome, but it's just kind of like you have a lot of good flavors of things and you kind of mush it up together and some parts are good and some parts like, oh, these flavors aren't mixing well together. You know what I mean? Um, that's kind of how I feel about this. I think it's like one of those things where the, every, everybody's end is great. Like on like c- cinematography, directing, acting, and the script. I, li- I, I like all of it. Like it's all great. It's just for some reason, it just comes out mid- um kenny describe uh in a very casual sense the plot of this movie uh should we name the movie i'm like please somebody say the name (laughs) 
Today we're talking about dope. Yeah, so the movie that we all watched, uh, you know, it's starring some high school students, you know, nerdy musicians, you know, they don't really fit the hood vibe. They somehow get mixed up with some drugs and the whole scandal, Bitcoin. Uh, and then now they have to return the money and and basically finish out this unforeseen uh, mission that they got themselves into. You know, and, and throughout the journey, the main character who started off very nerdy, very insecure, ends up becoming more confident and grows as a person as a result um, and gets into Harvard through his experiences throughout the movie. So Malcolm and his friends are this are in this band called Oreo and they are they're they kind of sound pop punky even though their aesthetic is 90s rap and hip hop. Um and they live in South Los Angeles and like Kenny said they're nerds getting bullied all the time. One of their bullies is Lakeith Stanfield which is kind of funny. And then one day they uh, Malcolm gets caught up in with hanging out with ASAP Rocky, who sounds definitely from New York, even though he's supposed to be a West Coast gangster. Malcolm's bag in a shootout gets filled with a gun and dope. Some guys were like, we need that shit back. Sell that shit back. And hijinks ensues with these teenagers who clearly can't return it back to the police because they are brown. So it's a fun plot. Fun idea, fun aesthetics, fun acting, fun music, fun editing. I can't put like a finger on like what exactly I'm, it like doesn't do it for me. I just feel like it just does a lot. It's just like trying to do so many things at once. I feel like like that are kind of like he the director just wanted to do things like what is what does the '90s thing mean, and what does it mean that he stops rocking that aesthetic? You know what I mean? Like, okay, he got his hair, he got a haircut. I think it's... What the fuck does that mean? It's because, like, they're in a modern time. So, like, imagine... When did Dope come out? It came out in 20... Like, 14 or 15. 2015. Um, So, I can imagine that's, like, me graduating high school, but, like, still being in love with the 90s aesthetic. And so, they just, like, idealize the 90s, but... Um, having lived a whole different fucking life, he doesn't see himself as like the Fresh Prince anymore. Like now he realizes that he is a Carlton. Like he is just like uh, a regular black dude um, and has to accept that and doesn't live in like that delusional, <laughs> um, what the West Coast on TV looks like vibe. I think the movie, the minute <laughs> I've, turned it within the first like 10 minutes i felt like i was in to be disappointed like i could see myself being disappointed um just how the big they shot the beginning sequence it was like i know most movies do this they do the establishing shots where it's like 90s 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 it's like they okay we get it's a 90s vibe and even like I'd much rather see a movie that starts with something in action or something captivating opposed to somebody's in their room and we just see CDs, music. And it, and at that moment, I'm like, okay, they're following this very simple structure already in the first 30 seconds of this movie. And so that 
told me subconsciously that they're going to keep following sort of this generic structure that most movies follow. It's not going to be anything spectacular. It's not going to be anything that sucks, but it's just going to be like this in the middle average sort of movie. So that's kind of my first impression. Yeah, it was like it's a lot of cool shots and aesthetics, but like a generic sort of it just all feels kind of generic like it doesn't go all the way it's supposed to go i mean just movies that open with someone getting up in the morning can be like shoddy because that's just been done so many times and like i guess part of me was like already sick of the 90s aesthetic at that time and i'm already i'm still sick of it now and like i was down with like that concept but like i don't know it just didn't make any sense in the whole plot of the movie. Once he runs into Quincy, who is Quincy the actor, who is P. Diddy's son in real life, the light-skinned dude who's like, fuck crab ass Um, I think that's where it lost me. Like, with that, that whole s- sequence, like, it was doing so much. Like, I don't know. I think the thing that hooked me was uh, something in the very beginning as he described his aesthetic as uh, as he's very black, but he's also like first gen um, Nigerian, I think. Um, and so he's getting bullied for being a geek. He's getting bullied for being the African. He's in a completely black environment, but doesn't seem to like gel with blackness. Um, and people keep like throwing his, these assumptions onto him, but and he's trying to prove that he's not like all of these other people. And so I was following a kid's journey to discovering blackness, discovering themselves, um, because once again, he keeps getting thrown in situations and he thinks it's all just because of the way he looks. He's like, it has nothing to do with my character. It has nothing to do with uh, the actions that I actually do. But then he like finds himself in a position where he can use that to his advantage, um, where he's like, can do this whole drug operation in school because nobody's just gonna go through his bag. Like he keeps running into the cop, but because they're so good, um, (laughs) that's the only reason he like makes it through. And so then by the end, like his whole Harvard situation is him talking about these two different identities that he's stepped into two different people that you think are two different people, but really it's all one, like trying to deal with the complications that he is the person who gets straight A's can pass the cops and also like sold a hundred thousand dollars in drugs in three weeks. Like um, that is just a, a black experience of a kid who's trying to live their life and being forced to be in a situation just because of the way that, they're perceived in the movie. And so I think that's like, again, why their aesthetic stands out so much because it's like these characters don't belong here. It feels like a black character who's been watching black characters, like you said, and like this is a black fanfic, but insert that kid as they find out that they are also in that film, you know, like you are also a black character in this thing. Um, it kind of reminds me of like uh, the Mr. Chocolate episode of Atlanta. And he's like telling Vi, like, see, you two have just like gone through this entire life. Um, you two are just a black person in this movie. You think you're so much better than this and you're not. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I was taking away as like a, a coming of age, young black kid, but like young black kid who truly doesn't understand blackness. So I, rem- I remember when this movie came out in 2015. Uh, every, it was kind of had a lot of hype around it uh it was it looked very interesting from the trailer from the buzz um 
and I never watched it because I don't watch anything. And then so I watched it for this podcast and I was like, okay, well, let's see, you know, what the hype was about. And within the, even aside from the intro, the minute ASAP Rocky came in there, uh, his, his acting was horrible. Tyga's acting was horrible. Uh, any of the celebrity people's acting, uh, was questionable. Like it wants to be a Spike Lee movie so bad, but it's like not saying enough. <laughs> and it's just like, it's having the fun of a Spike Lee movie or of like a John Singleton movie more so. But, um, I don't know. Like, also, I guess I'm not into the whole, like, I'm going to go to college and I'm going to go to Harvard specifically. Like you said, it's supposed to be made for people like us, sort of people into anime comics, like the alternative black person. And it was like they tried too hard to make it for us, I feel like. And then it was just eh, somebody who really was in this probably would have took it a different direction. Or at least if all else failed and the story didn't hit and the dialogue didn't hit and the acting didn't hit, at least have it be funny. And I didn't feel like it was a funny movie. I felt like maybe I had one or two laughs, but they weren't like, ha, ha, ha. They were like, huh. So it was like, it wasn't really funny. <laughs> the story, like the ending I loved, how they took the you know two versions of himself and made it into one. I thought that was great, but that was kind of like the only part that wrapped it at the end was that. And I feel like that should have been either a more common theme because I feel like the middle, the be the whole rest of the movie was just watching somebody in this movie that wasn't really that compelling, wasn't really that tugged on my emotions. I didn't cry, I didn't get close to crying, I didn't laugh that much, I didn't feel bad for really anybody. Uh, so by the end of the movie, I didn't feel anything except, oh, that, well, that's cool. Like he is both. Like that's a cool representation, but I feel like I didn't need a whole almost two-hour movie to do that. It lacks substance. It straight up lacks substance. It's just what it is. It's it's like it's very stylized. And again, there's good acting. There's some bad acting, but it doesn't really bother me. The I think there's good enough performances. I think there's a like that part where uh, Malcolm's holding the gun to Lakeith and those guys, and he like clearly doesn't want to. And I, I thought that was a really powerful scene. Like it feels like a movie that e would even would have been cooler like ten years before. Like well came out twenty fourteen. Not 10 years before, maybe like five years before. I was going to say, well, that's usually the amount of time that it takes for something like this to find itself into the right hands to be at this level. So if you think about this as a movie of 2005, um, it feels more accurate. But also, I don't know, y'all. Like, I'm going to be on team, team dope. This was dope. Because um, I really see it as like the tale of the code switch here. And like he's not that interesting of a character, but that is why he is using himself and the people around him don't even like nothing can happen to them because they're unassuming characters. It's like uh, talking to the background character the whole time. And they're just like the colorful things that you're like, what's happening back there? But you never looked in and inside they're running a whole operation. And this would be that story like. It's just going by so smooth because nobody's paying attention. But at the same time, there's a lot of risk just because of things that have nothing to do with you. And so, like, sure, these characters could have a little bit more agency. Like, they get thrown into situations where they have to deal with something more than, like, making a choice that um, changes the story itself. Except for moments like the gun. Um, except for moments like talking to um, Zoe Kravitz. Is that who it is? 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I still think like all of those were about because he gave her that speech of, well, I would I think I'm as black as fuck, but people keep thinking that I'm going to be doing this and this. So I have to accept that maybe I am just the perception like he's his whole thing is about the identity he's like projecting onto her too saying like you assume that i'm this dude and so you expect me to act like this and she's like fuck you like i s- believed you when you told me who you were that you were just some nice person who who didn't do all these things but now apparently you are in it you are that person and you just don't even see yourself as that um and so i think the movie gets simpler like the filming even gets simpler because like Oh my gosh, it was traumatizing to see um, him talk about this other geek that just gets shot in the uh, in line oh, at the cast register. And I'm like, that's where a punchline should have been, but instead it was something triggering, you know? Um, and so I'm like... I mean, the punchline, there was, there was a punchline at the end. He said he was two steps away from killing Ganon but, from Zelda. Sure, but still, <laughs> you're not expecting to see, like, the kid who had no qualms, no other problems probably other than bullies just die randomly. Like, that could be this kid's yeah. fate at any moment. And he's all of a sudden just became a drug dealer at any moment just because of where he is. This is still a hood story. Like, unfortunately, being in the hood has nothing to do with your preferences and um, the movies that you like, the places that you want to be. Like, you are here because of generational um, systemic racism. Um, and unfortunately, this is just where you are and it's hard to get out. Um, that's what Harvard can ask, can aspire to. And that's like his whole point is like, why do I even have to like write you a fucking essay telling you my life story for you to just maybe pick me as somebody worthy enough to get an opportunity just because I had your name branded on my back versus like some other community college out here, you know, like, like, it's. No, I, I feel that. I, I think the end for me was the best part of the whole movie. Um, and, you know, even in a way, casting Zoe Kravitz was kind of like, okay, like, at least this is going to be a black movie in the hood. I would hope it will be someone who's not generically light-skinned or just that dynamic that always happens is a dark-skinned dude with a light-skinned girl. Uh, or at least actually have her be kind of like, sound like she's from the hood of some sort. Yeah, like, that just didn't feel realistic. I felt like, oh, she got casted because she was a cute girl that had clout or whatever. And, like, and they she tried to, like, or the team, whoever wrote it or produced it, was like, oh, let's just get ASAP. Oh, let's get Tyga. Oh, it's like, if that's what you think is going to draw people in, like, if, if you need celebrity actors to make cameos and that's a part of your selling point, it's like you're already going in the wrong direction. Like I much would have preferred unrecognizable actors who did a better job than to just be, oh ha 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 ASAP Rocky ha ha. Like I feel the same way I feel about this movie, and it's funny because ASAP Rocky's in both. I feel the same way I feel about this that I that I feel about Monster. Um, it's another movie that has like it's good intentions, a lot of style, but like generic generic ass story. Um, and you know, there's obviously, you know, someone who's a little more analytical than me named Sonny B. Rose will find all those things, um, in this, in the text, which are there. Like, I'm not going to act like they're not. I just think for me that like, and I think those are compelling and something to think about for people who are listening. 
um, and want to watch or want to rewatch it. And if for some reason, uh, Rick, director Rick, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but if you are, listen. Hey, hey, who the fuck am I? All right, you made a movie. I ain't done shit yet. You know what? But. I, I just thought even more about this 90s aesthetic um, as you were talking about it. Because I'm just like, okay, I had to write this whole paper on multiculturalism and blackness, right? Um, and there's something about like black kids in Africa watching black movies on TV thinking like this is what blackness is. Again, just like idolizing that idea of blackness. And then to let's say just grow up on that idea, but then be confronted with real life American blackness is totally different. And I feel like, yeah, that's that's probably just speaking to that. <laughs> what is our favorite aspect of the movie? Like, not necessarily scenes, but just like what thing, like what sort of form or how they play with whatever. Like, what what aspect of the movie do you guys like? Like cinematography, anything like that? I think the editing is one of the better parts of this, um, and the soundtrack. The music's great. Um, I have the, I was telling you guys earlier, I just keep going boom, 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 all the time. Um, I like their music. I like wish it made more sense that they were like, either make them pop punk. doesn't mean they have to be all grungy, but like either make them pop punk or make them nineties. They make pop punk music and they dress like nineties kids. I understand that could be an aesthetic, but like they're obsessed with the nineties only. So why do they make pop punk music? I feel like their influences would be the 90s. They also said they're into white people shit. White people shit from the 90s, I'm assuming? I mean, that included Donald Glover in their list. Um, so it's like... That was a good, That was a fun little part. I did like that. <laughs> I'm like, current, current white people shit, but the aesthetic is old black people shit. I guess because it's like the idea of like the music is a huge part of it. And it takes, they make a big effort to, it takes place in South Los Angeles. He has a 90s aesthetic. It's like, got, it looks like a West Coast movie. Um, it looks like a modern John Singleton movie. Like, there's like little to no, <laughs> like, uh, boom bap West Coast 90s hip hop. Like, barely any. They just got the covers and stuff. And then it's like a bunch of generic, kind of generic pop punk music. And then like, I do like when they play Freak on a Leash by uh, Korn. But um, when they're in like The Chase. Um, yeah, like what, what the fuck? What the hell? Sorry, I'm trying to curse less. What the hell? I know that was a curse word, but that's a little less. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, again, it's like just weird frustration. I don't hate it. I don't, think, I don't even think it's a bad movie. Um, I think it's a good movie and I think it's one of those things like again I said before we're like even if I don't like it I can appreciate the passion and love that went into it and I think when things are really kind of messy that means there was a lot of passion and just like he kind of was able to do whatever he wanted and things get messed up in editing and stuff who knows what what, what the script looked like and all that but yeah I don't know I thought it was I think maybe for a younger audience this would be cooler maybe even people who didn't study film it would be cooler um, but maybe I'm a little bit jaded, a little bit older. To me, some stuff weren't really that realistic, but I think this is like a great show to just, hey, it's out there. If anybody's ever wondering, hey, where's the movie about quirky black people? Well, this is it. 
you know, like, yeah. So it's there. I think that, yeah, I think that's a good point. You make that like a a younger audience, especially of like, like who like black kids who like may want to be filmmakers or something like, I think this would be a good watch for them. And I think like, this would be a good like, ooh, what is style? Like, you know what I mean? Like a kid discovering what style is in a movie without having to watch Tarantino first. I was just going to say, you know I, mean? I really love the Tarantino-esque storytelling of it even. Um, just to have an understanding of like all the different timelines that are happening where everybody is in space. Um, right. And how editing can emphasize that storytelling by jumping us to the same points, but then giving us all the information to end up right where we need to be. I like the goofy uh childlike comedy. I really dig Diggy. Um Diggy's great. She's my favorite in the friend group for sure. And also just like constant casual misgendering, but in a way that serves her. <laughs> so shout out for um owning up to it constantly. Um Well, gang, that's our opinion on dope. Kenny, where can they find your stuff? The things you do, things you make, the things you want them to see. Standby studio things, Kenny Wooten things, inside Philly things. What's up? What's up? Oh, snap. We're bringing it back. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all on Instagram, really. I don't post as much as I should at all. Um, but if you want to see the company work, that's at STBY Studio on Instagram. And for the personal uh, work that is less, that is posted less often, that will be at KNY.WTN on Instagram. Thank you for having me. It, w- it was fun to watch. I felt like it was kind of like a little school assignment, go home and watch a movie, come back and discuss it. So it was nice to feel like I'm back in school again. Um, yeah, I would, I would do this again as far as like, because you guys know I don't watch anything. I don't know anything about anything, but it's just made me watch something. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was fun having you, fun talking. I'm glad you agree with me about this movie. Um, I'm like, this is a thriller. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> this is a thriller for the black kid who didn't know that they were in a Black Hood movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my dissertation. Well, <laughs> good night, everyone. Good luck. Uh, you know, stay dope. And if you're mid, that's okay. <laughs> Good night. Thanks again for checking us out. We got two episodes left this season, so be sure to check those out. Uh, thank you all for supporting and listening and uh, participating in the polls that are uh, available on the streaming services. Thank you all so much. Take care. Love y'all. Bye-bye.